0: Okay. Now it's rolling. Or it was rolling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Booyah! Booyah!
2: Welcome to uh, an Express episode of the Film Photography Podcast. Yes. Uh, it's just myself, Michael Rosso, here in the studio with John Fidelli. Hey, hey, no. The official 10th season starts on October 15th. Wow. Yep. I just thought you know, John, stopped by with some some bagel sandwiches. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, let's just do, and we're going to do a commentary, brief commentary on a roll of um, regular eight that John shot at the Crab Fest. At the Crab Fest, uh-huh. so I thought, oh, let's why not just let's just a little do a little housekeeping. I have a few letters. Sure. Uh, what they call on YouTube, a channel update.
0: Yeah, just a little. Hey, how are you? So,
2: uh, what's been going on here at the FPP? It's 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 just. It's just busier than ever. I've had a life transition that has you know, kind of affected everything. So when, I first, when, when we first started the podcast 10 years ago, I was employed by Pop Cinema, mm-hmm. which was a traditional, super independent DVD distribution company yes. that put indie films into like Hollywood Video, Blockbuster, Tower Records. And Truck
0: Stops near you.
2: And Truck Stops. But that business is in the 10 years is now gone. Doesn't exist. Does, the, the business doesn't exist anymore, so uh, I had to transition myself into a business that um, is viable and that that could pay the bills and keep everything mm-hmm. up and running. So, in the past, FPP has always coattailed off of my other companies. Right. In the span of these ten years, I started the FPP online store which is thanks to everyone listening to this podcast. and has grown in leaps and bounds over the last 10 years. And then in the last two years, a large company called Deluxe shuttered their New Jersey facility. And Deluxe, you know, you see it at the end of movies, Color by Deluxe, Mm -hmm. Uh, they decided to close New Jersey. And that's where I did a lot of my work. When I say my work, I would um, be a media manager and I would take, people's 16 and 35 millimeter feature films go to deluxe and that's where the scanning would happen and, scan them and the color grading.
0: Put them up to 4K resolution.
2: Yep. all that all, specs. All that sh- So when they closed, Dave, who was the colorist there, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, who, you know, we would... F- he,
0: you formed a friendship with him over the years. I did,
2: yes. Yeah. He, over a burger, he's like, oh, why don't you get a scanner? <laughs> i like, oh. He thought about it and then... You know, we looked into it. Made it happen. Made it happen. That happened last, uh, a year ago. So that's called Film Media. And now Film Media has sort of almost like a a merge with the FPP Mm. in the sense that the light bulb went on over my head saying, oh, so now this facility is here on site that does 4K film scanning. Well, gosh, why don't I try to, you know, stoke the fire of filmmakers? Because the FPP store already carried... Uh, Super eight film. Right. So I said, "Oh gosh, why don't I just bring in sixteen millimeter film?" Mm-hmm. And then along the line, last two, three, four years, we met Owen. Right. And he's like just big he's eight a millimeter guy. Yeah. I would call him an eight millimeter fanatic. Regular yeah, eight. Definitely. These little eight millimeter cameras—they've been like st- here at FPP, like on the shelf yeah, here, there, where
0: dotting the whole
2: space. And I never gave those cameras any mind. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't know. I really, honestly, why did you have them like laying around then? They came in like donation boxes. Yeah, but
0: why put them in here? Because you're like, oh, someday I'm going to get to yeah, this. Yeah, I just
2: stick it on the shelf. Yeah. But, and I ha- really had no concept of the 25-foot spool. I mean, I knew you flip it. I knew, I knew the concept of it. And I knew that my dad shot it. And I guess your mm. dad shot it, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I knew the history of it. But I was very unaware that there was any film available. That's what's exciting about the FPP that, you know, like, even after all these years, I'm still like, oh, I didn't, I haven't really, you know, right. discovered this format yet. Yeah. So Mr. Owen said, oh, hey, FOMA makes it, da da da. Got a few rolls, started stocking it. And then as that, like, snowball st- started rolling down the hill, we started exploring, like, oh, well, maybe you can get film perfed, and maybe we could, like, bring film in, get film mm-hmm. cut, and, like, start. Like opening it up to other film stocks and so that has like the, uh, blossomed. Yep. That's a good word. Yes. It has blossomed. That has blossomed. And it's just so much uh, it's just so much fun to think that because people listening to the show, show many of them many of them go into thrift shops. Look for these cameras. No, they find them all the time. Yeah. And they're five dollars.
0: Yeah. Why not? Five dollars, give it a try.
2: So over the years you folks listening have been picking up these cameras as well thinking oh these are I mean cuz they're so cool the cameras yeah. you know you wind them up they run they're metal and now nice in your hand you know in the 10th year of FPP my job is media management for some corporate clients who are sending film libraries to us to scan mhm as well as opening up it opening up the idea to FPP listeners because I, as I looked into all of this of like Processing movie film, I discovered what probably you folks all at home have discovered. Like, oh, okay. Well, where do I get? Where do I get it processed? Who's going to develop this? And there's like a handful of labs on the East Coast and West Coast here in the U.S. that mm-hmm. do offer these services. But it's all kind of à la carte, and like none of these labs have like online ordering forms. Mm-hmm. It's really all super old school. Yeah, it's archaic. You go to the website. Sometimes there's an order form. Sometimes there is not because there's probably not a huge amount of business for this. No, thing. I don't think so. No. then some labs offer like color reversal ectochrome processing mm-hmm. but don't offer anything else. Then mm-hmm. another lab will do color vision 3 negative but right. don't do black and white rever- like so it's so scattered. Is it a matter of chemicals or they're just that's what they're uh, doing? each lab has their like specialty. Okay. So I said to myself, I'm like, "Hey Mike." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey Mike I want to be on the weekend. Hey Mike, you know, yeah? Yeah. Well, why don't you just like, you know, offer the service, the the full package, the bundle, the brundle as I call yeah. it. Hey. Whereas people could send their film in and get the whole thing done. Because everyone's busy and like who wants to be bothered like like writing a check mm-hmm. because these labs don't have online ordering, so you yeah. literally have to write a check. Old school. Like who? And I didn't really know if this would be popular or if anyone would care. But 99% of orders coming into FPP are the bundle, which is now a la carte oh. on the FPP site. But I'm going to start bundling it together where it say, hey, here's the film, the processing, the scan, right. all in one. And then as the film comes in, I send it out to the appropriate labs because each lab has their specialty. So you do all the legwork. Yeah, I'm doing all the legwork. Send
0: it to Mike. He'll take care of it.
2: Pretty much. So between the corporate side of things and this FPP side of things, that keeps me busy. Yeah. Almost, you know, all the time. And then on top of that, in the discovery of all these possible movie films, or mm-hmm. the discovery of possible still films for still cameras, I, right. I'm I'm scared that listeners are going to think that I'm abandoning still <laughs> photography and like it's going to be like a movie podcast. No. But you are doing 16 millimeters. Now. Millimeter, yes. You're doing in millimeter now. I'm doing everything in millimeter. Wow. A lot of millimeters going on. Uh, one of the, So we have a bunch of films coming out this fall, which I'll talk about in future podcasts. One mm-hmm. we're testing right now. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Mm-hmm. We have our Sonic line of film. That's, Sonic. That's the film I shot at the Crab Fest in 16 millimeter. Right. It's black and white. Mm-hmm. It's kind it's of... Oh, that's kinda, the
0: one with me uh, getting my finger caught?
2: Yes. That looks beautiful. It's high contrast, but there's like yeah. oh, virtually no grain. Pristine. It's a very interesting looking yeah. film. The and Sonic. What speed was that? Uh, I shot that at 25 ISO. Yeah. So, the. I uh. that. Uh, this film is sound recording film labs use to record the optical sound. You know, the squiggly. Right. Right. Squiggly kind.
0: It's 16 millimeter? Because don't they usually do that on 35 mils? Some meets curse? They make both. Oh, I didn't know they did 16. Yeah. Because I have the record where it was recorded on 35 millimeter.
2: Uh, now they Remember? also made 35 millimeter mag. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Magnetic. Of, yeah. Two types of sound, folks. Magnetic sound. I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners are audiophiles. Magnetic sound, optical sound. You know what the thing that is mind blowing to me, Jomb? What's that, Mike? <laughs> you, you look at all these films, and they're available in the Kodak Motion Picture Catalog, and they come in like three thousand foot cans. <laughs> oh. So one stock we're testing that we released on 16 is called Sonic. Uh, you know, appropriately named. Why are you calling it Sonic? Because it's a sound recording film. Oh. <laughs> uh, the 35 version is coming out in a few weeks. And another stock, also sound recording, that we're testing. Leslie does a lot of the tests. Mm-hmm. This film is mind-blowing. Every fourth frame, there's a code like words, like Eastman, dot, 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 and like a bunch of code numbers. Oh, on the frame? In the middle of the frame. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's sound recording film, oh, 35 millimeter. Interesting. So uh, these edges of your film where the sprockets are, uh, Leslie calls, many people call it, the rebate, mm-hmm. like the, the edge, yeah. Yeah. and you usually you get edge markings. But because That's this cool. is sound recording film, where I guess on 35, maybe it's designed that the sound would be stereo yeah. on one side and another, but not in the middle. The edge markings are in the middle. Interesting. So Leslie started developing and testing, and then she stopped. She like sent me an email. She's like, "Oh, you know, da da da." da. Was you know, the words in the middle. Just the word. And I said, "No, no, no, keep going." I said to her, "People are going to love it." <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird, right?
0: It is. It'll have an application, but I don't know. It seems
2: whimsical that <laughs> your every fourth frame may have some text on it. <laughs>
0: Whimsical or annoying, choose your poison. Yeah. So is one color and one black and white
2: the sonic? No sound recording film is black and white.
0: It's all black and white. Because I was going to say if it was a color one, you could call it stereosonic, and black and white would be mono.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe the uh, one with the text in the middle of your face should be called stereophonic. (laughs) Yeah. Is that even a word, Stereo. Yes, it is, right? Of course.
0: In the 50s and 60s, it was thrown around like uh, the word butter pan.
2: Oh, they used to put it in, like on top of the L- LP. Yeah, Big, st- stereophonic. stereophonic. There was a band, I think, called Stereophonics, too. So I'm going to spark up the laptop, and we're just going to record uh, just a little chit-chat about a film that John shot. Uh, if I could give you some praise, John. Praise me. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I've, I, 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 I've been lucky this summer. Uh, yourself... Uh, Paige Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer's daughter, Sophie, all have shot Millimeter.
0: Paige shot Millimeter, too? Yeah,
2: and you, well, you I know. John, by the way, is a professional cameraman. He's worked for TV news. Uh, it was not surprising, but solid. But when I hand a camera to a, a person who's never shot before, movies, and I see such solid shooting, I'm impressed because not everyone can shoot From movies. Sophie and Paige? Yes. Wow. Yes.
0: Well, Sophie's been shooting stills,
2: though. Oh, no, well, Sophie, uh, Sophie is a senior in high school. Yeah. Uh, she lives in Vermont. And she she got a job at a local uh, TV station. Oh. So she's been shooting, like, newsy kind going of stuff. Going news stories. Yeah. So this segment is also going to be on YouTube if you want to see the actual, you know, millimeter picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do like a... Did you
0: mix in your role, too, or is that separate?
2: My, my you role. Sh- you shot, too. Oh, I put, my, I put my role a few shots from my role in the middle of your role when you switched. Uh-huh. Oh, when you rolled over. Because I have expected. a shot of you flipping the... <clears throat> oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I'm going to do a, like a, an intro because this is for the YouTube channel. I'm going to do it... Let's do this Charlie Rose style. Wait. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> hey, folks. This is Michael Rosso, Film Photography Project, and I'm here with fellow podcaster John Fidelli. Hi, John. How do you do John... <laughs> John is a professional camera person, and in the past has uh, shot. You shot news of oh, the TV Food Network, yeah. be newsy, they call right? Them electronic news packages. Yes. E.P.K.s. So, so John is an experienced shooter, and uh, recently at a backyard and
0: weddings. Let's not forget weddings.
2: We're oh no! We all trained. Yes, and recently uh, at a backyard gathering called the annual Dalzell Crab Fest, mm-hmm. I brought a camera and I just handed it to John. I'm like, "Hey, John, shoot." Let's shoot. Let's shoot some millimeter.
0: Yeah, let's shoot millimeter of people cracking open crabs.
2: So this is a Yashica 8 camera with regular eight fifty daylight color film. It's always exciting to see your stuff when you get it back at first, right? Oh, my God. It really You're is. You're always like a
0: little excited and
2: nervous at the same time. So what you'll get at the beginning of every roll, as you can see, is because the film is on a 50-foot. <laughs> mm, that's the uh, daylight burning in. So, what was
0: your experience like shooting with this little camera? I love that camera. It really is so simple to use. It's uh, you know nice to hold. It's not awkward at all. I just loved using it.
2: How did you? Because it has a a a, a D mount lens with f-stops on it. Mm-hmm. How did you go about getting your, your exposure for this? Uh,
0: I just used the meter in my uh, phone, very simply. Plus, you had a meter out, so I was kind of... So it's an app? There's an app, yeah. It was one of the first uh, metered apps that I was aware of.
2: Did you give any thought to... Like, when I handed you the camera, did you give any thought as to how you were going to... Shoot this roll of film
0: Nope Just started walking around Seeing what was going on These are my kids Having a grand old time uh, Swinging back and
2: forth That's <laughs> yeah. a very popular Yes Event at the Crab the trampoline
0: Yeah Trampoline and the water throwing Are two And the ball things. that rolls kids, around Yeah That is, was new this year That was a new twist Yeah That's uh, Mark's wife And his brother-in-law And, and that, they're, they're doing the, the boil They're doing the crab boil They're throwing Yep, there it is That's called a crab boil There it is you got your shrimp, you got your uh, lobsters in there, and you got some potatoes and mussels, and now you dump it.
2: Now, what is your th- do you have any thoughts about the quality of this versus Super 8, or not really? This looks fantastic. This...
0: I, I, I have no problem with this at all. I thought it was going to look grainier and you know uh, more contrasty, but... This looks, I, I, it surpassed all my expectations of what it was going to look like.
2: So, regular regular 8 is on a 25-foot roll. It's 16 millimeters in width. And mm-hmm. when you shoot one side of it, you have There's to. the camera. Yeah, you have to take your film out and flip it. Flip it good. Which John is doing right now in footage that I shot mm-hmm. on the FPC Sonic 25 film.
0: There we go. All ready to go. Now, is this with the long lens now?
2: On the second half of your roll, you swapped out. You had two lenses. You had right. a, a normal lens, which is 13 millimeter on regular 8. Mm-hmm. And then you've been uh, touting your 38 millimeter lens.
0: Yes. It's been sitting on my shelf for years. My sister got it at a flea market along with uh, one of those, one of the Revere 88s. Yes. It's just been sitting there. There it is. Been waiting for you to... to put film out yeah so so it, it's it's fogged
2: i'm guessing the glass elements on yeah. the actual lens yeah have picked something. up some residue or something yeah. over the years well i want to see what it looks like if i sh- did any shots
0: where there was some extreme light these are all in shadow oh. so it would probably look awesome if there was direct sunlight or you know some strong
2: i think that's direct su- well you saw direct sunlight yeah you get a glow yeah
0: so if it was less in shadow and more in direct
2: light, it probably would look pretty cool, but now it just kind of looks... The great part about this, as I mentioned to you on the phone the other day, was that when you're shooting with such a long lens, you could shoot people without them knowing you're shooting. Yes, very voyeuristic. You're able to get people as they are, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, them stopping and waving. Being awkward in the moment, being killed because they're
0: you know, on the trying, spot trying to look nice for the camera. Back to the uh, original 13 millimeter lens. Pretty crisp looking. Great colors. Look at it. Like the red's popping. Yellow's nice. The colors are beautiful. Yeah.
2: I mention to people almost all the time, if you picked up a camera and some lenses at a thrift store or wherever on your shelf, someone gave it to you, it's always best to do a test run, mm. one roll, mm. before you go out like on a big family vacation right. or something that... Before you shoot something you want to keep. Yeah. Because you just don't know... and. La- a lot of film photography project listeners who have been shooting home movies have done that. Yeah, well, uh, and it's it's very
0: important. pays to do that. Yeah, you don't want to you know, put yourself emotionally in something and then have it come back and look awful. Well, here it is. There it goes, burning up into the sun. Well, thank you, John. Well, thank you. A very good camera, and thanks for putting out all these film stocks and you know reigniting eight
2: millimeter or as we call it the millimeters <laughs> people listening you, you can just pop over to youtube our channel is film photography tube please do give a subscribe if you don't mind uh, i'm trying to uh regularly post on youtube uh it's a fun it's a fun way to share especially all these camera tests yes and um Definitely. and i I mean when i buy a new camera the first place i go is youtube to see if someone's there hmm. You know, because when and I get doing
0: these, it and showing you how to do it. Yeah, because
2: when I bought these little eight millimeter cameras, at first, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know like what, what is a standard lens? Yeah. You know, you just have to learn by kind of googling around. Yeah. The Google. Hey, we heard from Ethan. You remember Ethan from cameradactyl He was here. Oh yeah. He said, "I just listened to your most recent podcast with Jomb. Jomb. Two two eight. You guys had me laughing nonstop for quite a while. I really enjoyed it, especially the songs you guys cooked up on the spot. Oh, we were doing our, like, a Flip that, It song.
0: Load it. Flip it.
2: Shoot it. I really think you should try doing more of this. <laughs> yeah. And maybe put out an album. They, they're they silly, but surprisingly good. You've really got a ridiculous wealth of knowledge about TV and film and music, and it shows. Honey, you know there's some very weird things in here. Oh, you're telling me. Huh? You know what it is, Ethan? For me, at least, John. I don't know. I oh. can't speak for John, but when I was a kid, like, like I, I belonged to like a TV family. Yeah. So, like, a cereal in the morning was like on a 1960s snack tray, yeah, right in front of the TV. In front of the TV with Rice Krispies, and I kid you not, a bowl of sh- colored sugar.
0: <laughs> colored.
2: It was like a little. The granulars were bigger. Oh, and they were colored. That's crazy. So my mom would buy the non-sugar cereal, which, by the way, already has sugar in it, of course. And we would put sugar. Ridiculous
0: amounts of sugar. Five tablespoons of sugar.
2: Is it just late 60s mentality? People just didn't know? Like, what is it about that error? I don't think. they were. They
0: were, my mother was putting sugar on my Frosted Flakes while smoking a cigarette.
1: That reminds me. Gotta have my big, crisp flakes of corn with that toasted-in sugar frosting. Hey, a big cat daddy. He's a tiger on our team. Sugar frosting flakes, flakes are gonna play this Sugar frosting flakes We're about
0: flakes. One more time. Oh, no. Uh, I'll give you some more sugar frosted flakes. <laughs> Nobody knew about nothing. It's a good time to be alive, man, because it was just all about denial. Yeah, <laughs> We're just, you know, living the dream and not thinking about the consequences. So. Same thing with the uh, the bright lights to shoot millimeter at Christmas. You no, know, they were burning our retinas.
2: Oh, uh, is that true? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've absorbed so much TV mm. that all those episodes, they just stick in your head. Yeah. So when I'm editing or something, like all these little, like, sound bites I use, you know, just things pop in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh Brady Bunch episode. A lot of references in there. You know.
0: No Partridge Family,
2: though. uh, That was on after the Brady Bunch? Yeah. I wasn't as big on that, were you?
0: Uh,
2: Well, there was no Marsha. Ethan says, I really got into cheap burgers. It's kind of my new anthem.
0: Oh, yeah. Darren.
2: My first cassette was Weird Al's (sighs) Alapalooza. Wow. And I was really into Wesley Willis for a good long wow. time. Wow, oh, you yeah, share that me interest. Too. Oh, you were obsessed. You bought a painting. I bought two. I own two, two of Wesley Willis's original. It, they're, they're, they're large. They're huge. They're like, I don't know, four feet by three feet. You know, so. you could buy a big piece of cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're hand-drawn in magic marker. Mm-hmm. And I bought two of them on eBay when he was still alive. Mm.
0: What's your favorite Wesley Willis song?
2: I, I, I mean, it's Rock and Roll McDonald's pops in my head, but there are just so many that are just so... Uh, oh, uh, they threw me out of church.
1: When I went to church that same Sunday, I picked up a two-by-four. I went up to the pulpit and closed the preacher in the head. He fell to the floor unconscious. Suddenly, the police was called on me. I then ran out of the church with a grin on my face Being chased after by the cops They threw me out of church They drew me out of church They threw me out of church They threw me out of church They threw me, me out of church Rock over London Rock over Chicago That Hesse Uh-huh
2: Yeah, they threw me out of church. Why'd they throw him out of church? What did uh, he say? Because he started uh he started um shouting profanities at the pastor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what a Let me interesting see he- thing.
2: Uh Wesley Willis, he is uh Chicago area Chicago. street artist, I believe. Rock would call on him.
0: Chicago. Didn't, didn't he say that?
2: Yeah, uh, rock over London, rock on Chicago. Right. Craft macaroni and cheese. It's the cheesiest. <laughs>
0: Rock over London.
1: Rock on Chicago. Wheaties.
0: Repets of champions. Talk about, like, pop culture references. He just threw anything in there.
2: Every song at the end, there would be, like, a, the, the tagline. Tag
0: some commercial. Yeah, of some commercial.
2: <laughs> it's really unique.
0: <clears throat> it is. It Definitely is unique
2: In the early 2000s I think maybe Bill Hellfire Turned me on to it oh, yeah
0: you, you were Pushing him on me Pretty hard
2: You'd walk into The old uh, Pop cinema office And like It yeah. was just on yeah. In like the The common area Yeah And not, it's wrong It's so wrong it You know is. It's just not It's, it's you not know. correct No it's not correct Especially these days yeah. But But uh, thanks Thanks uh, Ethan Yeah
0: Great guy You know what I When As soon as you said Ethan you know I think of He has such a pleasant <laughs> Smile so he 's got that like nice pleasant smile it's like a nice vibe coming off of him
2: yep, so. and you could go to cameradactyl c a m e r a d a c t y l you could just google search that and find ethan's site. He makes the cameradactyl three d yep. large format camera, That's which is cool. amazing
0: that you use out in at the Padea? i did yeah,
2: and there's like a bunch of other stuff on his site as well. check it out, yeah. I did want to mention here uh, on the 15th, we start our 10th year FPP, and a little, little uh, channel update, as I mentioned. Um, I think officially, we're going to do one, once a month podcasts on the 15th, just like it was, old-fashioned, yeah. 2009 era. <laughs> you can count on the FPP podcast every 15th of the month, mm-hmm. and then anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Because my responsibilities here regarding film have They're just growing, They're growing just getting out of control. Their, and I'm trying to um, stoke the YouTube channel. I'm trying to you know it's a lot of work, man. Trying to like you know what it is, folks. And I really do stress this to everyone, anyone who's doing any kind of project, discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just discipline and the only thing that i've accomplished personally discipline wise and my dentist is so happy <laughs> oh my dreams well when oh, i first went i'll be very shy. brief when i first when i first went pushing back when i first went back to the dentist cuz it was like a 12 year span oh my god I mean, no don't get me wrong i brushed my teeth yeah but it was like lazy man It was like brush my teeth once a day oh geez. that's you know. not enough. michael no no not, no, not anymore so back 10 12 years ago i went to my dentist and doctor was like It was like think of Professor Marola. No, no, Michael. No. No. When I got my teeth clean, my gums were bleeding, and they're just like, listen,
0: this can't continue.
2: Here's what you do, da da, floss. And I was just
0: like, oh, sounds so awful. God, floss every day. I floss every day. Wow,
2: that's tough. But I got myself into the discipline of it, and now that I'm snapped into that, it's easy. It's easy, yeah it doesn't take long i I still don't and it's and not my like, friends, thank you for it it's not like it's not like i like oh I go home at night and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to floss Woohoo. but if i i have other other wishes like I praise John, you are in you know before you got here, you said, oh, you know, I woke up, I got my exercise done, and i I take care of business. That's great, because you have a discipline with that. I mean, think about it. And I don't. I don't, as you you can see. You become robotic about it. That's all. I need to get out there, get that at least one half hour walk every day. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's, I know we're all shooting film here, but we all need to be healthy. Right. Or as healthy as we can.
0: Can't shoot film when
2: you're dead. Right. And discipline is just, and don't beat yourself up. And for, you know, for goodness sake, seriously, folks, don't apologize to people. No. You know, just do your best. Yep. You don't need to, you know, you know how many YouTube channels I see where people are like, oh, I'm really sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I haven't been here, dah, dah, dah. Like, yep. no. Like, don't apologize. No. Because, A, no one cares. Exactly. B, people are happy to see you. Mm-hmm. If they subscribe to your the channel, they're happy to see you. Just get into it. Right. Just do it.
0: Don't accentuate the positive.
2: Yeah, just do it. It's the best
0: phrase ever. Just do it. It's sad that Nike came up with it, but... Yeah. Just do it is the thing. There's no dialogue to be had with yourself. Like, well, maybe I can... No, just do it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Just frickin' do it. Yep.
2: I'm going to focus, and every week I'm going to have a new video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Discipline. Okay, FPP. Well, that's been easy because of, I think, my, my production background, John's production background, you know, you get into... You say, okay, as I always said... Fifteenth of the month, the curtain goes up. I don't care what. Yeah. If the Earth is spinning, get the podcast done. And I think a lot of it has to do with nature nurture. Mm. I never forget it was back in the early eighties, and either my grandmother or grandfather passed away, and I went to the parlor to view <laughs> to view. And my dad was just like, uh, "Michael, you you don't have to stay here. You know, you shouldn't, because I was a student then. Yeah. You don't have to stay here. You know, you just go go get get. You came." Get done what you have – like, he wasn't like, like, you have to stick – right. just get done what you have to get done. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very cool. And I think you. that he is a, a role model for me because early on, up at 5 o'clock, like mm. clockwork. 5 o'clock, coffee, in a truck. He was an oil burner. Oil business.
0: Yeah. Oil man.
2: Oil man. Five, you know, 5.30, in the truck, out the door. Yeah. You know, clockwork. And that's very important i i don't want to be preachy here oh. but no it's okay because it's you podcast at film i i do want to keep people energized excited mm-hmm. about you do yeah
0: you keep me energized you know i hit rock bottom about two o'clock and then sometimes michael call me and talk about film and what's going on and i'll bring a camera to the bus stop
2: oh dude you know what that's yep. awesome
0: yeah it is I'm like, oh, yeah, there's film.
2: I think you should bring uh, some millimeter to uh, some, sh- some moving millimeter. I
0: shot some moving millimeter of the bus the last day of school last oh, year. Oh, that's great. Because. Or no, the first day this year I shot.
2: Stuff like that. I mean, those are things. They mean of, nothing now. But when your kids are in you know, college but or. Later on, if they see something like, like that, it'll blow their minds. Like the bus stop. Like, yeah. the mund- like, Oh, my God. The mundane yeah. is not really mundane at all. Mm-hmm. I think back when I was a kid growing up And I think, oh my god, you know Why didn't I shoot more mm-hmm. Of just the street, or right. this, or that
0: Because you never think
2: to Where McCrory's was right? Where this was, where that was
0: But those are the things that stoke your memories more Yeah Because, you know, I didn't take Sadly, when we moved into our house I didn't take a lot of exterior pictures And I'm super sad Because, I mean, we did a lot of work on the house but when I see a picture, you know that shows, oh, there's a bit of the driveway that was just pebbles and dirt when we moved in there. Yeah, you know we put in paving stones and stuff. That always brings back a lot more emotions than you know seeing, you know, oh, somebody blow out a candle or something. It's like, oh yeah, it was a birthday party. But when you see something that you're not used to seeing in photography, the mundane, as you say, yeah, it always brings that oh to your brain. You know, yeah, it's like a fresh dose of dopamine like a little bit of happiness
2: and if you're sharing on whatever social media platform you're on I'm always surprised because the most mundane things that mm. I post on Flickr people comment on mm. because people in other countries look at that and to them it's interesting uh, because it's a whole it's a different thing different culture
0: yeah, it's a whole thing
2: yeah I think that's pretty exciting wow. we'd like to hear from you Yeah. podcast at filmphotographyproject.com <laughs> we'll be back that's it on the 15th? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Cheap Burgers is the the big hit right now. I'm going to play it on the way out. I am gearing up to shoot the music video for it. On Millimeter, of course.
0: We got to get Darren to taste the Impossible Burger. They have that over there?
2: Oh. I would love to see, hear
0: his take on it. You didn't get a stomach ache?
2: No, I didn't. They now sell it in a supermarket. Impossible. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye.
1: Plastic. The Patsy's belly meets. Cheap burgers are the greatest uh, They really are a treat it shouldn't be organic it must be engineered Assembled in a factory A thousand miles from here Across the ocean, above the troposphere. Cheap burgers, 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 cheap burgers. Give me all you got, give me everything on top. I'm getting deep urges. I need cheap burgers. Gotta get it right. And no bigger than a handful. Well, no bigger than a bite. Yeah. Cheap, cheap, cheap burgers, 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 cheap burgers. Give me all you got. Stick a pickle on the top. I